Hi, I'm Debbie Harbeck, and I'm a certified life coach working with women in midlife and through the menopause transition. So each week, I'll be sharing the latest information, inspiration, and generate some momentum so you can move forward and feel more in control of your changing midlife body and your life. Let's go. Hi, and welcome to the Midlife Momentum Podcast. I'm so glad you're here for this episode today because we're talking about a topic that I'm super passionate about and that got me started in the wellness industry, and that's exercise. Now, before I begin, I just want to mention I have a bit of a cold, so my voice might be a little off today, but I hope you can bear with me. So in particular, I want to talk about exercise for women in midlife and why it's important but also what types of exercise are most beneficial at this time of your life. Now, I know the word exercise for some of us is a word that conjures up dread. So feel free to call it movement or whatever else keeps it more upbeat for you. Now, if you think about it, and I have, about 100 years ago or even less than that, we weren't really talking about exercise as a necessary part of life. There were no gyms or fitness classes or yoga classes, let alone Fitbits, Lululemon, or ab rollers, because most of the world, except maybe the very rich, were moving regularly. Being physically fit wasn't really an issue, especially not for women. Women's work was very physical. Doing laundry took tremendous effort. So did just walking to the store and carrying heavy bags home. So did sweeping the home and taking care of kids and grandkids and being constantly on your feet, cooking and cleaning. Life was a workout not very long ago, but that's definitely not the case now. Most of us either work at home on a laptop or we drive or take public transportation to get to where we're going. We rarely walk to the grocery store and carry our bags home. We own vacuum cleaners, washing machines, dryers, dishwashers, and food processors. Not to mention, we could just use an app to order Uber Eats and have food ready to eat delivered to our door within minutes. There's very little physical exertion required to live our daily lives right now. That's why we have to make an effort to include it, to include exercise in what we do, because moving our bodies isn't just a nice to have pastime that we should try to fit into our busy schedules. You need to move your body. That's why you've got all these joints and muscles and ligaments. Moving your body keeps your blood flowing and it keeps your immune system cells circulating so they can fight off infection. And when you don't move enough, your cells don't circulate as they should. So it makes sense that things slow down and stagnate. That's why when you don't move enough, you can have stagnation show up in your body, like inflammation and bloating, like slow digestion or constipation, like increased body or especially belly fat, right? Uh, Or low energy or limited mobility in your joints and even pain. And we're at increased risk of infection and disease when we don't move enough. So the act of moving your body keeps things circulating, it brings in more good, and it takes out the garbage, it takes out the bad. And if movement or exercise was a drug, I truly believe it would be the most prescribed drug on the market. Dr. Peter Atia, in his new book that I've just read called Outlive, he calls exercise the most powerful longevity drug. But of course, 
prescribing exercise isn't a moneymaker, and it takes more work than popping a pill. So as wonderful as exercise is, it's hard to sell. It's not happening enough, and it's not getting the attention it deserves. And part of that is that we're not educated about the benefits. So many of us, especially as women, see exercise as primarily a way to burn calories or fat. But there's so much more to it. That's such a tiny part. Exercise is truly one of the most powerful things you can do for your health. And right now in midlife, I believe you need all the benefits that exercise offers. So beyond just calorie or fat burning, movement reduces tension and blood pressure in your body. It improves digestion. It increases your energy. It strengthens your heart and lungs. It strengthens all your bones and muscles. It lowers cortisol and insulin. And if you checked out episode 10 of my podcast about hormones, you'll know why that's so important. It makes you feel more positive, more mentally focused as well. And it reduces your perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms like hot flashes and brain fog and joint pain. In fact, the list of benefits is pretty much endless. And the research now is overwhelming. The research says moving your body is the best and most inexpensive way to improve your health, your well-being, and your life expectancy. And the thing is, you don't need to do a lot of movement, but you need to do it daily. I mean, every single day, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes at a time to begin with. And it should be moderate. So what does moderate mean? I know we hear this word a lot, but it means it should elevate your heart rate to the point that you can still talk but not in full sentences, and you actually feel physically warmer. So moderate activity can include things like brisk walking, climbing the stairs, riding your bike, and if it's winter, shoveling, or if it's spring, it's gardening, or lifting and carrying groceries. And for it to be effective, the current recommendation is 150 minutes a week, which is just over 20 minutes a day. Like I said, That 150 minutes can include all kinds of activity that I mentioned, not just what we consider cardio. And it should include at least two 30-minute strength training sessions, or what we call weights or resistance training. And also, I believe it should include some balance work on one leg and general mobility exercises like getting up off the floor and squatting and stretching and more. The fact is, right now in midlife, our bodies aren't going to take care of themselves. When we were younger, we could get away more easily with not exercising regularly. As you get older, you risk literally rusting if you don't move your body, and your body will rust. How you know that is your joints will be more stiff and painful, your blood won't flow smoothly and easily, you'll be more out of breath. And you'll be more and more limited in what you can do, but it doesn't have to go that way. Not so quickly anyways. By by starting to move now, you can make positive changes that will change the trajectory you may be on right now. And that's pretty exciting because it's not age dependent. It only depends on your choices. So let's go a little deeper into what an ideal week of movement should look like in midlife. And I just want to say that this is a guideline that I'm offering and something to work up to if you're not already there. So the first thing I would say, and I've already said, is to prioritize daily movement. So the first thing is to aim for that 150 minutes a week or 20 minutes a day. And that can include so many things. So choose things you truly enjoy that will get your heart rate up and maybe even make you sweat a little bit. 
It's not about going all out here. In fact, I don't really recommend exercise where you're working so hard you can't talk. That can induce the stress response, which I've talked about in episode four of this podcast, and it can actually be more negative than positive for your midlife body. So it's about being able to enjoy movement while at the same time making you feel like you've done some work. So going out on a slow walk with your dog may not be enough, but running at a sprint for a sustained amount of time may be too much. The most important thing you can do is to move consistently, daily. It doesn't have to be the 20 minutes in a row. You can do 10 minutes this morning and 10 minutes after dinner. It's really up to you. But find a way of getting it in is the most important thing. Make it part of your routine. Maybe you can walk or bike to the store instead of taking the car. Maybe you can park down the street from your office instead of in the parking lot. Or maybe you can take the stairs instead of the elevator. Just notice your everyday routine and see where you can make a little tweak to make it a little more active. All right, so that's the first thing. The next thing I wanna talk about is strength training or what we call resistance training or weights. It's just so important in midlife because you lose muscle and bone as you age. And especially during the menopause transition, there's a really steep decline in both all of a sudden. So more than ever, building muscle is essential. And you can build muscle using just your body weight or by adding more resistance in the form of weights or elastics. So doing squats with your own body weight, that might be enough for you right now. Or you can add more challenge if you need to by adding extra weight or working against the resistance of an elastic. But it's important to work on your whole body, your legs, your arms, your core. They all need to be strengthened. Incorporating a full body strength workout just twice a week can make a huge difference to your strength, to your balance, to your bones, and even to your ability to burn calories because it takes muscle to burn calories. Now, here are some guidelines I suggest, and you could always get help from a trainer or a coach like me preferably somebody who's familiar with a woman's midlife and menopausal body. Now, here are some things I suggest. So number one is if you're doing some resistance workouts or exercises, do two to four sets of 10 reps of a resistance exercise and make sure that the last rep of each set is tough to complete. That's the first thing. The second thing I would suggest is to do standing exercises because that will recruit more muscles. So whenever you can, do it standing. The third thing would be make the movement slow. So if you're doing a bicep curl, on the lifting of the dumbbell, you would might move on a count of three and then stop for a second and then move back down, move the weight back down on a count of three. The next thing I would suggest would be jumping. So jumping can help with muscle and bone building and you can add jumps like jump squats and box jumps and jumping lunges. However, be aware of your pelvic floor when jumping, especially if you have any urinary incontinence issues. And that brings me to number five, which would be the pelvic floor strengthening exercises. This is so important at this time of life. So connect with someone who knows how to do them properly, like a physio or a trainer that's experienced in working with women in midlife. And finally, number six would be to change your exercises every four to eight weeks so you continue making positive changes because your body adapts easily to these exercises. So change the exercise completely or maybe just add more challenge like extra resistance, slower movement, or maybe more volume. 
So that's resistance exercises. And next would be mobility exercises. So this has been one that's become essential on my list because staying mobile, I'm realizing now with osteoarthritis in my hip, staying mobile is everything. If you're not able to continue doing certain movements, your quality of life can decline and your world can get a lot smaller. By mobility, I mean practicing things like balance, like I mentioned before, standing on one leg without falling, or like getting up off the floor, or like lifting objects like luggage, you know, when you put them in the overhead compartment, you want to be able to do that. And things like crouching down to pick something up off the floor. All these movements are essential to maintain your quality of life and your independence. So as much as you can, do things every day that work your mobility. Yoga is a practice I happen to use. It works your mobility and it's one of the reasons I love it. But just simply squatting to pick something up or sitting on the floor to watch TV or carrying groceries, they're all functional things you can practice each day. At the moment, I'm actually reading a book called Built to Move by Kelly and Juliet Barrett. And it's all about what we can do to stay more mobile. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to add once I've had a chance to really digest and put these ideas into practice, but so far it's super interesting. Now, the last thing I wanna offer is rest and recovery. So as much as your body needs to move, it needs to rest in order to restore and regenerate your body and brain. Now you can rest both actively or passively. Rest can look like calm stretching, yoga, walking, or Tai Chi. That could be active, what I mean by active rest. Or it can be getting to bed earlier, laying down to meditate or nap, or just taking moments in your day to breathe. That could be more passive rest and recovery. And as I'm in perimenopause, sleep has become, for me, more challenging, maybe for you too. I've started using uh, an app called Headspace, which has sleep casts that help me get to sleep. And when I wake up during the night, I just put that on too, and it just helps me get back to sleep. And I also use their guided meditations. So it's a great app if you're looking for something to help you with sleep or with that rest and recovery I was talking about. And when you feel physically or mentally tired or you're sick, your body is telling you to stop, to rest. So it's time for rest and recovery at that point. You need to listen to your body. It's an amazing instrument. It will always tell you what you need. So it's important not to ignore those messages just because you feel things have to get done. So I've offered you quite a few things here about exercise, why it's important, what the things you should focus on now that you are in midlife. And I hope you found this useful. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. I am super grateful you chose to join me. And if you enjoyed or learned something from this episode, I'd love you to rate it on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you're using to listen. I really appreciate it. And I'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. So keep moving forward and bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Midlife Momentum Podcast. If you want to learn more about working with me, come visit me at debbieharbeckcoaching.com. That's Debbie, I-E, Harbeck with a C, coaching.com. See you next week.